Last offseason, Louisville head coach Jeff Rahm made it clear that he was looking to bring back 502 natives to the Cardinals program. And it seems like that is the case this season as well as Trinity or old Trinity um, safety Blake Ruffin and old Louisville Mail High School wide receiver Isaiah Cummings are transferring to the Cardinals program. We'll talk about all that and more. So with that being said, let's get right on into the show. You are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome into another live edition of the Locked On Louisville Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. I want to take this time to personally thank you all for making us your first listen of the day. Just a reminder that the Locked On Louisville Podcast is free on all streaming services, five days a week, your team every day. As I mentioned in the opener, another trend from this coaching staff has continually been emphasized over and over, and that is bringing home natives of the city of Louisville. A couple players did so last year, whether it was the Flyville 23 class or the transfer portal class, that is the same this year, it seems. Uh, Kentucky tight end Isaiah Cummings um, Eastern Illinois safety Blake Ruffin both played their high school ball in the city of Louisville and are now coming back to Louisville to play the remainder of their collegiate career with the Cardinals. We'll also talk about the offensive line portal additions. Monroe Mills, the number one offensive tackle in the portal, according to On3, is a Cardinal. Is he the starting left tackle next season? We'll talk about it here shortly. We'll also talk about the other um, offensive line additions, uh, Northern Illinois center Pete Nigra and Ohio State interior offensive lineman Victor Cutler Jr. So five commitments we're talking about on today's show. Um, shout out to everybody in the chat, Higgy, Greg, Josh, Allie, Chris, all of y'all that are commenting. Be sure to drop some questions um, as it relates to the the topics at hand, or even if it doesn't, I'll try to answer it either way. So the main thing for me when Jeff Brom got hired was immediately I was like, okay, we're finally going to rebuild the ties across the city to the local high schools and try to keep the talent in the city home. Now, there haven't there hasn't really been many high caliber players to leave the city in the past two recruiting cycles. But there's been guys that have gone elsewhere over the past couple of high school classes. So it's nice to see Brom going to the portal and bringing players home. The main one that we'll talk about today is Isaiah Cummings. Played at my alma mater, Mill High School. Um, won a state championship with the Bulldogs. Uh, shout out to Chris Wolf and the gang. But he ended up going to Kentucky. And essentially the story goes is that um, Scott Satterfield wanted him to play tight end. Uh, he wanted to play wide receiver. Vince Morrow and, and the guys down the road told him that he could play wide receiver. Ended up going to, to Kentucky and playing tight end anyway. If there's validity to that story, if there's not validity, it is what it is. But nonetheless, the truth now is that he is back in the city. He made the commitment on social media on Monday and obviously – Big Blue Nation was, I would say, pretty salty about it. I mean, anytime a player transfers to a rival school, it's not going to be taken with um, nice reception. But 
this is a move for me that it's I can see both sides, but from a football standpoint, there's a little bit of question. From an optics standpoint, I love it. So let's talk about the optics first. Anytime you can bring a player home to Louisville, it's big news. And I like that Jeff Brom is making it a point of emphasis to do just that. Stephen Heron um, went to Trinity, ended up going to Stanford back in the, I think it was the 2019-2020 class. I think it was 2020. Regardless, ends up finishing his career at Louisville. Flyville 23 saw multiple players from the state of Kentucky come to the Cardinals program. I wanted to see that trend continue, and it seems like it is going to do just that. Isaiah Cummings was viewed as a player that Louisville just flat out missed out on, and it hurt seeing a guy from the city of Louisville, uh, him, J.J. Weaver, etc., going elsewhere. Now, Weaver obviously uh, will not be coming to Louisville, but... Cummings coming to Louisville, I like it from an optics standpoint. I like them bringing Blake Ruffin home from an optics standpoint because what it does, I think that it lays the groundwork for classes to come saying that, hey, look, the trend is that if you are from the 502, you need to stay home and you need to be a Louisville Cardinal. And it was the case back in Bobby 1.0, even – I feel like the majority of the Charlie Strong era was like that as well, to where if you were from the city, if you were good enough to play Power 5, then you went to Louisville. Devontae Parker, James Quick, multiple players that we can talk about, right? Um, There are a couple that obviously didn't, but it is what it is. For the most part, I feel like the majority went to Louisville. Now, Bobby 2.0 wasn't really the case. Now, whether that was some severed relationships with Um, some notable people in the city of Louisville? Possibly. Scott Satterfield, it didn't necessarily seem like he recruited the state well whatsoever. And when Braum was hired, it felt like it was going to be a breath of fresh air when it came to local recruiting. So I like that we're seeing the guys that the Cardinals missed out on in high school be able to um, come to Louisville now as portal recruits. So optically speaking, I like this move. From a football standpoint, you know, I'm not going to doubt Jeff Brom because obviously offensively he is a guy that has been able to scheme up plays for guys with athletic mismatches. Cummings is a very uh, large tight end wide receiver combo, 6'3", 232 pounds. I expect him to be a tight end at Louisville. For me, I look at Joey Gatewood. Gatewood was a guy who came into Louisville, uh, started out as a quarterback for Kentucky, then a receiver for UCF, and I don't think that he had one catch to his name when he came to Louisville, and he made some big-time plays for the Cardinals in 2023. I look for that same role to be had for Isaiah Cummings, that maybe you don't necessarily know where he fits in with this team, but you trust Jeff Brom to put him in the best spot for not only for him to succeed, but for the offense to be able to reach its full potential. I think that he stays at the tight end position. Um, Higgy mentions, could be could he possibly be an H-back? I mean, possibly. At this point in time, adding three tight ends in the portal, I mean, that's pretty notable. Mark Redmond, Tanner Koziel, 
personally, I think those two are going to be the starters at tight end. I think Cummings, in my opinion, here on December 19th, I think that he's tight end three. I think that he's going to be a depth piece. Now, whether or not you draw up certain packages to get him in the game, you know, you're playing multiple tight ends at times. So maybe it is a depth thing. Maybe it is injury insurance. Optically, you're bringing a player back home. And I think that Cummings isn't a terrible player. I'm not saying that. When you look at what he did for Kentucky, however, um, he essentially had 18 catches for 293 yards and three touchdowns, was never the feature tight end in the Kentucky offense. And that's no disrespect to him. And don't take this as me saying that Cummings isn't good enough to play at Louisville. I think that he's just going to be more added depth for this tight end room. But to Higgy's standpoint, I think that there might be a possibility for an H-back in this offense. Now, we haven't seen it yet. Obviously, the tight end position wasn't really the strongest position for the Cardinals last year, or this past year, I should, should say. I keep wanting to say last year, just a couple months ago, really a couple weeks ago. But I like this addition from an optics standpoint, from a pure football X's and O's scheme fit. I'm not mad at it. It is a depth piece, in my opinion. I'm not sure that he's going to be a starter in 2024. I think that there are situations to where he would really flourish in the red zone with his size. I mean, you saw it. Uh, he had that that pretty big 55-yard catch against Louisville. He's had some big-time plays throughout his career. Uh, I think one was against Tennessee um, early in his freshman season. So I think that you know he's got the athleticism at six foot three, 230 pounds to support a mismatch with an opposing linebacker. So if there's anyone that can scheme up a mismatch that can scheme a player open, I think that it's Jeff Brom. So that's what I'm, that's my final takeaway here is that I don't hate the move. What I'm going to do is like we did with Joey Gatewood, trust that Brom is going to find the best spots for him to succeed. And I think that he's going to make some plays for the Cardinals. I don't think that he's going to ride the bench. He's going to play for Louisville in some capacity. It's just a matter of what that capacity is going to be. So we're going to find that out, um, especially when we see how spring practice goes, etc. So, but he's not the only local recruit to, or local portal recruit to come back to Louisville. Also transferring back home is Blake Ruffin, the former uh, Trinity defensive back played at Eastern Illinois was an FCS All-American. I like this addition for the Cardinals secondary, and I'm gonna I'm going to tell you why here momentarily after we talk about our friends over at eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience is what brings home the winning trophy to keep your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or you get your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you get all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBayMotors.com. eBay guaranteed fit. Only available to U.S. customers. We just talked about Isaiah Cummings deciding to come home um, pretty uh, closely. Was it either before or after that? I think it 
was before that. Um, Blake Ruffin played at Trinity, won a state title, I think state titles, plural, at Trinity, decided that he was going to come home as well. And for Louisville fans, I would say that most don't necessarily know as much about Ruffin as they do, say, Isaiah Cummings, because he wasn't necessarily as highly rated coming out of high school, um, but still turned in a very, very solid career for the Panthers this past season, he had his breakout year, 62 total tackles, um, led the conference in interceptions with four. He had a forced fumble, had a sack, had four pass deflections as well. So um, has the decoration in terms of statistics. But like I mentioned, 22 games in three seasons, um, had an injury in 2022, so he missed his sophomore year. He is going to be a multiple-year player for the Cardinals. I would believe he was um, a first-teamer in the conference, which was the Big South. OBC, I believe, was also an APFCS second-team All-American. So um, Ruffin, who listed at uh, six foot four, um, Jody Dimling, I believe said he's more so along the lines of six foot two, but still solid size for a safety. And I think that this is a good move, both optically and on the football field. Um, optically, same reason with Isaiah Cummings, right? You have the optics of bringing a player from the city of Louisville back home. Essentially, you're showing that, hey, look, it's still cool to go to the hometown school. There were a couple years where maybe you didn't think it was, but hear me out. It's okay to stay home and play college football. And it seemed like from 20, what, 2017 to 2022, it was almost like, okay, let's get out of the city. If you're good enough, do not play at Louisville. That's no longer the case. It is popular to play at Louisville once again. Optically, we've already talked about it. From a football standpoint, you pretty much have your penciled-in starters for 2024. Devin Neal um, returns for another season. Neal was fantastic this season. The transfer from Baylor from Lexington saw the field. um, Obviously, when MJ Griffin got hurt, Josh Minkins suffered with some injuries as well. Neal had some big-time moments this season, led the Cardinals in tackles in certain games, and just proved to be very solid. Um, MJ Griffin was a top five player on this team in the preseason for me specifically. He ends up going down with a season-ending injury. He is back for 2024. From all accounts, from what I've heard physically, he is on schedule. He is going to make a full recovery. Obviously, there's the mental aspect of it, but you would assume that MJ gets back to where he needs to be. And he's going to be one of the best safeties in the ACC. So you have your two starting safeties. But we saw this year, depth is definitely needed. Um, You lose Cam Kelly. Josh Mingans transfers to West Virginia. So you need defensive back help. And we'll talk uh, on tomorrow's episode of the show about the remainder of transfer portal commitments, uh, Corey Thornton, Jordan Gerard, um, et cetera. But you need defensive back help, right? You got a cornerback from Central Florida, Corey Thornton, still needs some help at safety. D'Angelo Hutchinson is likely returning. You have Jathan Hatch, um, Jaden Spearman, who are coming in from the 2024 recruiting class, but it's hard to rely on freshmen at times, right? So you look toward the portal, and you not only bring a player home, but you also get a guy that, hey, look, it is at the FCS level, 
But if it takes away any concern is that he's going to be a, a rotational player. You're not requiring him right away to come in and start. Now, he has multiple seasons, so it's probably Braum looking at Ruffin and saying, hey, look, come be a rotational piece this year. And then after this year, we're going to lose MJ Griffin and Devin Neal to the NFL, and you're going to be in line for a potential starting spot in 2025. So I like the multiple-year transfer here because it offers a little bit of continuity for the team, for a defense. It's hard to go out every single year and reload the team and have to bring in um, legitimate starters across a bunch of different positions. Now, it looks like Brahm is going to do that for the second consecutive offseason, but it's easier said than done. So let's just keep it that way. Um, on the field, when it comes to the playing style, I like Ruffin's um, ability to tackle. Um, I know that that, si that kind of sounds cliche, but when you're a safety and you have 60 tackles in a season, I think that that's pretty notable. I think that he is instrumental in defending the run. Reminds me of a player like Quinterio Cole from a couple years ago, transfer from Alcorn State and had a really good year defending the run at Louisville, was underrated um, in terms of passing coverage. He wasn't the greatest man-to-man uh, -man defender, but he was able to read the quarterback and jump passing lanes and make some interceptions, have some pass deflections, etc. I think Ruffin plays along the lines of Quinterio Cole when it comes to size and speed, that blend there, and also just the skill set. But I will say... Um, I started out post-college as a reporter for Louisville Catholic Sports Network to where Trinity was one of the teams that I covered. And when I was with Louisville Catholic, um, I covered Trinity multiple times during their state championship runs in 2019-2020. Blake Ruffin was an instrumental part to a defense that I think allowed something crazy like less than 50 points all season in a pretty solid schedule. And he was always a player that I'm like, man, he, he it feels like he shouldn't be going to an FCS program, but more so maybe a group of five team in, in Division One. But it is what it is. He's coming back home now. So hopefully this is going to work out for the Cardinals' favor, adding both Isaiah Cummings and Blake Ruffin. The final segment is dedicated to the offensive line portal additions. The Cardinals have added three guys that we have not talked about yet, including their starting left tackle in 2024. They got a commitment from the number one offensive tackle in the portal, according to On3. We're going to talk about that here shortly. Be sure to drop some comments, some questions in the YouTube comments. want to thank you all again, however, for making us your first listen of the day. Just a reminder that the Locked On Louisville podcast is free on all streaming services, including YouTube, five days a week, your team, every day. It's already the final segment. Thanks again for tuning into this live edition of the Locked On Louisville podcast. We are discussing the three portal um, additions over the past couple days. Thanks for your patience as well. I know um, we've had to talk about the uh, commitments um, in every different show, so having to sort of break it up. But I, what I did want to do was talk about all nine of the commitments in one episode and not be able to uh, be analytical in my approach to uh, the additions. So um, thanks again for your patience. The big-time offensive lineman commit 
that Louisville got on Tuesday is another ceiling raiser. We talked about, if you remember, Ashton Gelati returning, and I specifically mentioned the three positions that uh, matter the most in football. It's quarterback, it's defensive, or DE, defensive end, and or slash edge rusher, I, I can't speak today, and left tackle. And at this point, we didn't necessarily know who the left tackle for Louisville was going to be. Um, Willie Tyler, I believe, is not going to take another year of eligibility. I don't think he has one, but I've heard conflicting reports. Eric Miller is gone as well. They offered Monroe Mills the number one offensive tackle rated by On3, who, in my opinion, has the best transfer portal rankings in the game. It's the only thing truly I like about On3, but granted, their portal rankings are very, very good. Monroe Mills from Texas Tech, number one, reconnected with his starting quarterback in Tyler Shuck. Number two, will slide in right away and be the starting left tackle for the Cardinals in 2024. It's hard to get a more notable commitment for a team than getting a starting left tackle. Not only is he a starting left tackle, he was, he at this point in time on December 19th, he is the best tackle in the portal. Just another testament to the work that the staff is doing, the work that the 502 circle is doing. It's absolutely incredible to see what the Cardinals have been able to do. This is his final season of eligibility. Um, played two seasons at Texas Tech um, after transferring there from, I think it was Oklahoma State. Six foot six, 315 pounds. Um, started at right tackle. The season prior, this past year, started at left tackle, so there's that versatility, the versatility with offensive linemen that we've continually talked about um, and only allowed two sacks and three quarterback hits and 500 pass block snaps in the Big 12. Um, pretty solid, and there's not much more to say other than that is extremely impressive. So for me, this is one of the biggest additions of the offseason, hands down, probably top five, if not top three, um, because of the importance at left tackle. And not only did you go get a left tackle, you got potentially the best left tackle that you could go get, um, a very experienced guy. And you'll be able to see what the next two that we're going to talk about, beefing up the offensive line. Jeff Brum has shown, and I think that we saw that against Kentucky and Florida State, that, hey, look, the offensive line was pretty solid this year, but we still need to add more size and strength to be able to compete with some of these um, defensive lines that have multiple NFL players on them. And 6'6", 315 pounds is pretty solid. And obviously, Jonathan Mendoza, 6'9", over 300 pounds, that will possibly be in the starting contention for the right tackle spot. Fantastic. One thing, however, that I was a little bit worried about was replacing Brian Hudson, the stronghold at center for the Cardinals, um, the leader of the line, one of the leaders of this team, vet guy, that great locker room player. You lose him to the draft. And shout out to Brian, by the way, um, for all he did at Louisville after transferring here from Virginia Tech. Cardinals went to the portal, and they got one of the better uh, non-Power 5 centers in the country. Uh, Pete Nigra from Northern Illinois was one of the best offensive centers at or in the MAC conference. Started two years 
for Northern Illinois. Um, all 12 games this past season only gave up like I think two or three quarterback hits, uh, a couple more hurries. And for me, not giving up a single sack was pretty solid. Uh, Matt McGavick of Louisville Report, um, Louisville's 24-7, or not 24-7, sorry, the Sports Illustrated site, uh, Matt mentions this that I found pretty interesting. He was the second highest graded center in the MAC, according to PFF. Now, I'm not the huge, I'm not the biggest fan of PFF, but they do a good job when it comes to grading offensive linemen. So I found that to be very interesting. Um, you need center help at the end of the day. Um, Chris mentions, who is the lineman from Houston that had to sit out? That was Lance Robinson. I look for him to be in the picture there along with Trevante Sylvester. I think Sylvester could be in contention uh, for the left tackle spot or the backup spot. Um, and then Lance Robinson on the other side with Renato Brown, who could potentially be right guard, right tackle. We'll see. But I think Pete brings that experience um, from the MAC. Now, granted, I think with the size six foot four, 292 pounds. He's a guy that is from the area in which Jeff Brom recruited pretty heavily in Indianapolis. So I like this addition here because you have to address the center position, whether or not it is going to be him or it's going to be Austin Collins or maybe even Victor Cutler. I think that you have to add depth at the center position because it's an extremely important position. So Corrido mentions the war is won in the trenches. You're damn right it is, my man. Um, appreciate you tuning in, by the way. The last offensive lineman that the Cardinals added was all or offensive state, Ohio State interior offensive lineman Victor Cutler, a six foot three, 300 pound lineman from West Monroe, Louisiana. Actually spent the majority of his career at Louisiana Monroe before transferring to Ohio State this past year. Um, and I think that he is coming to Louisville to potentially be a depth piece, has spent time at a couple of different positions, didn't have a lot of time at Ohio State, only 21 snaps. All those snaps came at center for the Buckeyes. Um, but when he was with Louisiana Monroe, he played right tackle, he played center, he played left tackle. Um, personally, I think you're going to see him in contention to back up um, – Pete Nigra at center or Austin Collins at center, also the interior as well. I'm interested to see where the versatility really helps here because every offensive lineman that Louisville has added this portal and last portal offseason as well has been very versatile. So what that's going to mean, I don't know yet. I truly don't know. Um, before we do get out of here, though, be sure to drop any final questions that you would like me to answer, any comments that you have. Thank you all for tuning into the show. Um, if you made me go with a prediction for the starting starting offensive line next year, I'm putting Monroe Mills at left tackle. I'm putting Michael Gonzalez at left guard. I'm giving the slight nod. I mean, it's probably one of those – X or Y type situations to where it's either insert player here or insert player here. But I'm for this exercise, I'm going to put Pete Nigra as the starting center. Obviously, Austin Collins right there as well. This is where you get pretty interesting is the right side of the line. Number one, the main thing to focus on is how, health, 
how healthy is Renato Brown going to be at the beginning of the year? And if so, where is he going to play? Is he going to play right guard again? Or does he slide back to right tackle? That's the main thing to focus on. I think, personally, I think he slides to right tackle. Right guard um, could be a couple different players. Uh, I'm sorry, I think other way around. I think that Renato Brown stays at right guard. And right tackle could be a couple different players, Travante Sylvester, Lance Robinson, Jonathan Mendoza, etc. So, Babu, thanks for tuning in. Um, Babu asks, do you see Sanker, Crocker, or any other freshman last season getting snaps? I do. I think that Sanker and Luke Burgess could be backups in the two deep this season. I think that Crocker, I think we're still a year out to where in 2025 you're really looking for him to crack that two deep. I think that Sanker could definitely be the backup to Renato Brown at right guard. Um, But we will see. I think Luke Burgess is another player that is getting slept on a little bit that I look to get some more time uh, this season for the Cardinals. So, Man, it's crazy. You you know you've had a fantastic weekend when you can dedicate literally four straight shows to commitments, and that's literally what we've done. If you haven't tuned in yet, we talked about um, Colin Lacey, Ja'Cory Brooks on the Sunday episode of the show, uh, Don Chaney on yesterday's episode. We talked about five commitments on today's episode. Tomorrow, I haven't decided if we're going to discuss early signing day. It'll depend on um, what happens. There was a question. Do you see any flips? Uh, There's some questions. Let's get into the questions. Um, Chris Dyer, any surprises on signing day? Truthfully, I I don't think so. At this point in time, I really haven't heard anything, which I think goes to more so a testament to what the transfer portal has become. But at this point in time, no, I really haven't heard much when it comes to any potential flips for the current commits or vice versa. So, um, let's see, moving on along, um, that might be the final question. If I'm not mistaken, early too early record prediction. Um, that that's a funny one. Ah, man, I'm going to go nine and three. I, I think the schedule is a little bit tougher with the road games we have, but I'm going to go nine and three. Babu asks this, um, any word on Lucas? We're still the are we the favorite? I think we're right up there. Um, from what I've heard, Lucas might want to take some more visits, which would not be good for the Cardinals. But at this point in time, I think that Louisville really does have a good shot with him. Chris mentions Dalton is Louisville recruiting Madden's little brother. I mean, I know that he's been on unofficial visits. I think that he's a 2026 player, if I'm not mistaken. I, I'm really not sure, but um, I I don't know at this point. Um, it might be too early, but I truly don't know at the moment. So tomorrow's episode might also be a live version. I, I like these live versions to where I can see comments in real time and get your all's thoughts. But that's going to wrap up this episode of the show. Be sure to subscribe to the show on YouTube. Show love to the show on um, social media, on Twitter. Um, I appreciate all of you all. But that's going to wrap up this Tuesday evening live edition of the Locked On Global Podcast. We'll see you right back here tomorrow. Go Cards.